Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hashtag no music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Saints Twitter podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the dog days of the season, Ryan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know probably a lot of this has to do with the Saints being dreadful this season, but, man, it feels like this season dragging ass, bro. And what, five more games? Damn. Five more games. Luckily, after the Monday Night Football game on the the Bucks, there's a bye, and I have not been as excited for a bro. <laughs> like I tweeted about the bye week, people thought I was thinking about like the players. I'm talking about for myself, <laughs> niggas. <laughs> Fuck them niggas. I need some mental, some mental health. Shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we're recording. According to tonight, Thursday night, the preview pod for the Bucks game on Monday Night Football. We're going to get into it a bit. Uh, this episode, just pre-warning, may be a little longer because uh, we shot out questions to the Discord. We shot out questions to the timeline on on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's like a Q&A with our listeners. We're not going to be able to get to, to all of them. Just We got to... Quite a few questions. We're not going to get able to get to all of them, but we will be able to get to a fair amount. So we're going to hit on the questions. We're going to hit on the game. But I, I want to start somewhere on this podcast. I want to spend spend a good bit talking about this because we're in December. This is December 1st. It's holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. It's around the corner. And... I kept I kept thinking, you know, remember when you was like a little kid and you'd make like a Christmas a Christmas wish list? Yeah. My wish list is that Dennis Allen be fired as a head coach for the Saints. That's on my wish list. Damn. That's on my wish list, bro. Like I'll I'll I don't, I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing else. Like everything else for the most part in my life, bro. I don't got for myself. I don't need nothing else. But if someone can white elephant me a pink slip for DA and it be valid, bruh, that's what I want. And I started thinking about 
you know, I, I know that Journeys did this not too long ago, but when you were a kid or if you're now an adult and you have a kid or niece or nephew or whoever, and they really, really want something, um, and they feel like they got to convince the parent or whoever the adult is um, to get that thing for them. And they put up, they, they make a PowerPoint, they make yeah. a presentation, they have facts, <laughs> all that. What we're going to do the beginning of this podcast, this is our presentation to Mickey Loomis, this is our presentations, presentation to the president, Dennis Lucia. This is the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast presentation of why Dennis Allen should be fired. Hmm. We're going to do it. First place, let's start with talent evaluation. Just, we don't. I'm not going to rehash it and, and kick, shoot a dead horse. But in his first season as as head coach of the Saints, in the off season, he decided to let Marcus May, or excuse me, he tried to let Marcus Williams go, or was in part of Mar- why Marcus Williams was let was let go. Mickey Mickey Loomis, you're you're on the the you're on trouble for that as well. But yeah. Let Marcus Williams go. Brought in Marcus May. Hasn't been a he, – he, most games, he I, I forget, like, he plays, bro. Like, he's just been invisible, yeah. bro. Just forgot. Uh, Tehran – or Tehran uh, – we don't – it's to the point where I think Daniel Sorensen should be starting. Or hmm. – because I've, I have now seen him play in three games in person. London – Raiders game, Niners game. When I tell you he just be loafing around the field, no effort, no urgent. Like, it is pathetic, Ryan. Like, it's bad. It'd be one thing if he was making that, making up for that with just with getting a whole bunch of turnovers, which is, although it's crazy because he has the three turnovers the Saints have had this season. <laughs> but... Personnel decisions, not not good for DA. Let's go and just let's go to just coaching, coaching decisions. I, I just brought it up. Dennis Allen is a defensive coach. How is it? Injuries aside, I don't care about injuries. How is it that the Saints for the season, for the season, has three fucking turnovers, Ryan? Two <laughs> interceptions, one fumble recovery. Three interceptions and goddamn thirteen. Uh, oh, Monday will be thirteen fucking games, <laughs> bro. How? Like I, I'm going to look it up, but that has to be like the lowest amount like ever <laughs> for the Saints. Like you know what I'm saying? Like even when we were bad with turnovers, I don't know if it was that bad, bro. Jesus, it's awful, awful. Let's let's go. My guy Ryan <laughs> dug into the numbers. They say. Hashtag no logistics. Well, you know what? This nigga been doing the logistics. SQL. <laughs> fucking hackers. <laughs> Boris. Boris from fucking GoldenEye. I am. Under- Man's going to work over there. <laughs> 85. I might be wrong. Was it not 85 penalties? 80. It's 80. 80 taken. 80 taken. Sorry. 80 penalties year to date. That's also in, like, so there was a game in there where they had one penalty. So Thank if you man. like, so if 
you do just do the simple math. I know Mickey Loomis, if you're listening, I know you kind of go with the numbers. If you just divide 11 by 80, or yeah, or 80 by 11, that's almost nearly anywhere between six to eight penalties a game. <laughs> a game. You and what was it? Was it 77 of them were false starts? 22 of the 80 were false starts. 22. Sorry. I don't know where I got Le- 77 from. Leading the well, 77, bro. That'll be like. Dumpster fire, bro. But 22 is dumpster fire. Like, leads the league. Leads the league in false starts. Which are pre snap penalties. Coaching. That's coaching. Say it again. That ain't got nothing to do with injuries. That ain't got nothing, none of that. That's coaching. Like, that's something you spend time on Wednesday through Saturday, training camp. They're all, that's what you spend time on. And they have 22 on the season, bro. Leads the league. And it is alarming that they lead the league in penalties. Or in the bottom three of penalties. But sounds like they lead the league. No, they lead the league, it, yeah. Lead the league. And then was it was it before the Raiders game that a certain star running back came out and said that they don't. They don't really pay attention to the to the details during practice. They won't, Hello. No, no, no accountability. Oh, no accountability. And I, I never forget during training camp. I never forget during training camp. I don't know if I read it or talked about it somewhere, but they were talking about how you know practices were ending earlier than usual and giving a lot of players time, free time to take care of their bodies and this and that and the other. I'm like, damn, you could have been working on false starts, motherfucker. Maybe go over ball security with your start running back from time to time. Maybe he wouldn't have. Hmm. Because, and I know you didn't pull this stat, but does it not seem that this year, in the, early in the year, it was it was Mark Ingram, and then AK had that bad one against the Panthers game. But there has just been more fumbles from the running backs this season than in the past, Ever. right? Ever. To, and again, I don't want to completely absolve a player from this because at the end of the day, you're you're a fucking football player. It's your job to hold on to the ball. You're a running back or your receiver or whatever. But some of that's just coaching because it's not being emphasized during practice, during training camp, during OTAs. Because Dennis Allen just walking around like, oh man, it's a really nice fucking day out here. Like, oh, <laughs> oh. Not too- I mean, I think El Camara before this. Has lost one fumble in his entire career. Oh, like, he's man. had he's had more fumble, like lost one in his entire career. One. It's like man, like what the fuck? So you have that. Um, have that. You have your star running back bringing out no no accountability during practices. But if, if if me and you are in Mickey Loomis and in Rita's office right now, you, you know you know what I'm playing them, bro? Playing them that Thursday night football game. <clears throat> Go, going to that play where Traquan catches the pass, gets the first down, and, and this and this dumbass out here dro- dropping a fucking red flag challenging. Challenging bro. what? what? Challenging are, what, man? What? What are you doing? 
Like, and people are like, oh, Adam, you're being so hard on Dina Salen. Like, well, listen, fuck that. I have a job and a career where people, for the most part, you don't really hear about good shit about social workers. You don't. It's always <laughs> terrible, awful fucking oh, shit. We're the it's, scum. It's like, it's like quarterback. Like, we are your name. Something wrong. Something <laughs> wrong, bro. Or offensive lineman, bro. Yeah, cornerback, <laughs> offensive lineman, doesn't matter, bro. If you if social workers in the news, it's not for good shit. So <laughs> I don't fucking care. Because you know what? Dennis Allen can fucking take the heat. Because this man is coaching a football team. This, it's a game. And he's getting paid millions of dollars to do it. So if I can do it and do it well, fuck that. Man did not know what he was doing against the Cardinals. Challenge a play that just did not need to be challenged. And if you to be real, I'm pretty sure the front office is like, what is this dude doing? Like, what is going on? You have a losing team. I would pull up, uh, pull up. We're, we're in Rita's and Mickey's office again. I'm pulling up the, the numbers for the wait list for, for people who are on the wait list for season tickets. Like, oh, shit. oh man. man, we started the season. This wait list was, you know, whatever it was. Now this, Shit, there's like 500, 600 less people that want to get season. Oh, people, people ain't even answering their phone. Like, oh, <laughs> like like a telemarketer when they call into renew season tickets, they go like click. Nah, bye. Nah, 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 don't want it. I, I don't. I'm not. I, a defensive head coach. The defense has regressed this season. There's been a mismanagement of talent evaluation. There's I didn't even bring up that because that Dennis Allen thought that he was in the right and that Bradley Roby was like this having this awesome training camp that let's let's trade one of our best young players on defense. Let's trade Chauncey Garner Johnson to the Eagles for nothing. Oh wait, he just went to the Eagles before he got hurt. And was leading the league in interceptions, Ryan. Unbelievable. He has to go. I'm not even touching on, oh, injuries. He's mismanaged Jameis Winston's injury. He got injured against, he got injured in week one. And he had an injury that should have kept him out eight to ten weeks. And he played the next two games. Man, told it back. Everything broke. Everything hurt. You had Jarvis Landry who was recovering. You had AK that was recovering from an injury. Oh, let's put them on an eight-hour flight to Europe. That made their injuries worse. <laughs> this has been a complete. I feel like it should be. I feel like I'm a prosecutor giving my my closing my closing fucking statement bro, before I before they go to fucking to deliberation. Mm-hmm. This has been a complete. Utter failure with Dennis Allen as head coach from top to bottom. Can you I cannot... add can I add one more thing? Please do. Please do. They laid a goose egg. Uh oh. Laid a goose egg. First time since 2001. Like, like come on, man. Like Nick, you can't... 2001, bro. I don't even elementary was flying in June. I, I had hair. I had, I had 360 waves, bro. Like that's how old I was, bro. Goosey, man. I'm sorry, bro. Gotta go. Gotta go. 
gotta go. Um, so I, like at this point in the presentation, I'm having I'm having like scores flash on the screen, have 13 to 0 flash on the screen, cut to fans in the Superdome looking depressed, looking just downtrodden. I'm showing it all, Ryan. I'm showing it all. And if you, if, if I'm telling Mickey, I'm telling Dennis, not Alan, I'm telling Rita, you got to look beyond, um, you got to look beyond them shutting out or shutting out the Raiders. You got to look beyond the 13 to zero and Dennis Allen going in and like, Hey, God, just look at my defense. Like, you know, like my defense did his job. It was just offense. I'm sorry. That, that shit doesn't fly. When you're a head coach, you are the CEO for the entire team. If, if that means I don't care if you're a defensive head coach, you need to be the head coach over the offense, over the defense, over special teams. When one area of the team doesn't do well, that's not a reflection on that area of the team or that right. coordinator. That's a reflection on you. Exactly. Period. So don't let DA try to get in front of y'all and try to get his job and say, oh, look, look what my defense did against the 49ers. Look what they did against the Raiders, blah, blah. Nah, don't care. Don't care about it because it's deeper than that. I want to give another example real quick. When the Saints played against the Ravens, me and you, we watched this game. It was Monday Night Football. We're watching the live stream. Me and you realized really quickly, we was like, these, these, these niggas don't got a chance. <laughs> chance. Not a chance. I knew after the first drive, Ryan, I was like, this, this is not it, it's it's sad. I also knew after the first drive <laughs> when I was there <laughs> at the San Francisco game, bro. I was like, oh yeah. bro. <laughs> this shit about to get dark. You as an organization at the Saints, hashtag the Saints, as an organization, you need to completely reevaluate everything you can't do a you can't do a sham of a head coaching search and interview doug peterson via zoom hello mm. you, you, you couldn't have doug Pe- you couldn't have a super bowl winning head coach come into the office for an in-person interview doug peterson, got a, doug peterson got a zoom interview but you know what i saw doug peterson do on sunday i saw his his team was down double digits to the Ravens, and I saw them come back, though. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Developing a quarterback. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. So, y'all got to figure this shit out. As a fan, the best thing that we can have as fans for Christmas, so this is a Christmas plea. When they ask me what I want for Christmas, I want, I want, I want two things. I want DA gone, and I want a Sean Payton trade to happen where they get a where you guys get a first back, you guys get a second and a third back, or two twos back, something. If you start the slate with DA gone and you have some draft ammunition from trading from trading Sean Payton, that for as a Saints fan. As of right now, now y'all might fuck those picks up, and y'all might get the, the other head coach. But at least get you wrong. interested. At least but get at you least interested. Give us some fucking hope, because right now it is downtrodden bad. And Dark. I know, I know, I know exactly what's going to happen because we're going to talk about the Bucks game, and they will come out playing like fucking gangbusters. Mm-hmm. And the defense going to do well against Tom Brady. What are they going to win? No, probably not. 
So anything else you want to add on our on our plea to the Saints front office to fire DA and to give us our Christmas wrist list? I got another wolf stat for you. Another wolf. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. PFF wolf. The Saints are fourth, fourth worst in the league in first quarter point differential. Meaning oh. they're getting outscored uh by twenty four points total over the four, in the in the first quarter. <laughs> uh in the worst <laughs> Number one being Houston, number two Woo. being the, number two being the Chargers because you know they're not in a good coaching situation themselves. Number three being Arizona, we we know that fiasco, and number four being the New Orleans Saints. So you got you're not starting fast. You're not, you know what? The, your, your beginning script is trash. The defense trash in the beginning. You know, being again another game, and you know you sit behind the eight ball, and then you ask Andy Dalton to lead comebacks and shit. Come on now. You know what that tells me? That tells me more than anything that DA does not how to does not know how to motivate this team and get them up, bro. Right. Right. That means this you team remember is coming those games out. With, you remember the games where they'll just come out just they come out just bah, 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 bah. Next thing you know it's 17-0. It's like whoop. Now then the defense is like allowed 14 points straight, but then it's like <laughs> But, you know, at least they had the, you know, they had the running start. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, any, any more stats to just to, to throw up? Uh, no, nah, that's it, man. I ain't got no more stats, bro. More coming in the future once I get my little data sets going. But, uh, nah, man, like you said, Dennis Allen, it, it, it just has it, it got to stop, man. And, you know, unfortunately – as the season goes on, I feel worse and worse about it. Like, it's just not going to happen, man. It's, it's not, no. not, not. going to happen. <laughs> not. Because somebody asked me this earlier, and it was a good question. It was like, if, if the Saints didn't get injured, if they didn't have the injuries they had to this point, like say Mike Thomas was healthy, Lattimore was healthy, Alvin Kamara didn't miss any games, uh, Jameis Winston didn't break his back, you know, uh, you know, say it was for the most part, you know, like your starters were healthy. You know, you're going to have a little Nixon Danes here and there. You know, Jarvis Landry, he, he played the whole season. What would you predict the record would have been in August? Like if, it, if I told you that in August, that, you know, all those players would be healthy. Mm. Oh, healthy. Help. If they hadn't got injured. If they had got injured, yeah. In August, I probably would have. Mm, this is this isn't August, so we hadn't seen DA coach yet, right? Exactly. Um, so I probably would have said in the NFC, in the uh, anywhere from nine to eleven wins, nine to ten. Now, now on the flip side, in August, if I told you Mike Thomas is going to be out for the season. Alvin Kamara's going to miss some games. Sean uh, Lattimore's going to miss like seven to eight games. Um, you know, um, you know, Jarvis Landry's going to miss like five games. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Pete Warner was going to be out. If I told you that, you know, Davenport, of course, is going to be out some games. Well, I mean, Payne Turner, yeah, that's that's a given. You know, uh, May was going to be out some games, plus being suspended. 
what would you have guessed the, the uh, record would have been in August? Mm. Jameis Winston got a broke back. Andy Dalton going to have to start. In August, I probably would have said five or six. Five or six wins. That's what I said, five or six wins. So I was like, damn. And it might end up with five or six wins this year. So it's like there's a ready-made excuse right there. Like that yes. doesn't excuse it because the the you got to watch the games. Like you got to yes. watch the games. Oh, yes. And you got to get Yes. But it's just like, damn, like, man, at the same time, they, they were beat up, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't even really just be like, oh, get over it. It's like, man, they really had some bad injuries. But, man, like you can't – you cannot underscore – the bad coaching, like the lack of creativity, bro. Like your offense is struggling and you can't do nothing. You can't come up with nothing. You can't cook up nothing. You can't get Pete like, look, we need this trick play. We need this, you know, where are the, uh, what do you call it? Play the flea flicker, something, man. Like, I don't know. (laughs) something. Like even with Sean Payton last year, he cook up a, you know, a, a fake to Jason Hill on a punt or, you know, something, bro, something that would just spark some life into this team. And they haven't been able to come with nothing. Nothing. Nothing, bro. Like, no no create, no creativity. Nothing. Um, anyway. Sincerely signed the hashtag Saints for the podcast in terms of our Christmas wish list. Uh, we shall see if it comes to fruition or not. Fruition or not, I am not confident. Uh, let's talk about the, the Bucks game, Monday Night Football. And it's a game, it's a game, honestly, that if there's any other, any other games that the Saints may win this season, it may be this one. It may be the Panthers game, and then I think the the Browns game is a is a coin flip. But I just I it's what yes the Saints match up well with with the Bucks, and they may have Lattimore back and and things like that. And the Bucks are missing uh, Tristan Wharfs, and the Bucks have just been not good this season. Just have not been good. Their defense hasn't been good, um, or anything like that. What are what are your feelings coming going into this game Monday night? Well, I think the defense, the Saints defense, is going to be up for this game. I think the Bucks defense is going to be up for this game. Um, I think uh, Lattimore he should play. He's practicing this week. He practiced last week uh, for the most part. Um, so I do see him playing. That's going to be huge. Um, watching the rewatching the San Francisco. Tape, you know, the defensive line was pretty active. They were, man. If, they if were. They could, if they could bring that type of activity to, you know, against um, Tampa Bay, I think they could make life hard for uh, Tom Brady. I think it's a winnable game, actually, man. Um, it's, you know, just like with anything, look, they could very – offense might not be able to put up points. Like, you just – that's where we are with, as the Saints. Like, you don't even know if we could score a point, bro. You know? Um, so that's always going to be the hindrance with predicting anything with this team because the offense has been so bad the last couple of weeks. It hasn't shown, they haven't shown any um, any any semblance of a consistency 
Uh, you got Jawan Johnson. Uh, he he was on the um, injury report today. You know he's you know he's an important call to the offense right now. So I don't know. I think I think you could see another week where the defense plays great. You know I don't think we get blown out or anything like that. But you know it's going to be on the offense to try to figure out a way to put up points. You know because Tom Brady, you know even if he struggles, he'll figure out a way to put up seventeen. You know twenty. 24 points or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's all you need. <laughs> that's that's all what I'm saying. Like if, if, if the Bucks get to if the Bucks get to 17 and or 17 or 20 points, like <laughs> because you know Calvin Camaro, even though he hasn't been you know used greatly against the Bucks, he's never he hasn't had you know great um, production against the Bucks uh, due to their linebackers. Um, and then our wide receiver core, you know, it's it's. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. Chris Olave, he makes his plays. Uh, Shahid, he's been getting a little more involved here and there, but there's no real consistent force on the offense yet, you know, as far as, like, moving the chains and stuff like that. And, you know, let's not even talk about the run game, man. It's just been oh, just oh. Been gross. Which is, cr- which is crazy, too, because the Bucks this year have been awful against the run. Right. And I don't and I don't trust the Saints and I I, I don't trust them to either they're not gonna try to run on the Bucks defense or they are and it's not gonna lead to anything. Exactly. Um it's just people keep asking this question like, you know, should the Saints go back to, to Jameis and and things like that? And and I'll say this. I'm not even sure at this point it's in the Saints' hands. Like I, like Jameis has said that he's he's hurt, he's not healthy, right? Um, so it it may be Andy Dalton season the the rest of the season potentially, right. um, and that is a large part because of he got hurt in Week One against Falcons and they, he didn't get time to heal properly, and you know he made the injury worse, and it is what it is. Um, but I do. Going back to that Niners game is such a frustrating game to be at for sure. But in general, it was a frustrating game to see like things went well offensively. Like the O line played great against the, the Niners front set. Yeah. Played great. Yeah. Like they didn't they well, let me take that back. They didn't play great in the run game. They got bullied when they tried to run the ball. But in terms of pass blocking and pass protection, they played great. Um any Dalton. Besides one terrible, like he had one throw that was just in the dirt and it was such a bad miss because it was completely set up on a wide receiver screen. And he just, bro, that was just an awful throw. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they keep posting. Like he got bumped by Kamara, but as a quarterback, you, it's your job to get the ball right, get the, you know, get your finger in the laces. You know what I'm saying? Like that's your job. But yeah, I thought otherwise he was like, he was Andy Dalton. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It, and they moved the ball like here and there, okay, against the Niners defense, and they just couldn't. They just couldn't score. Like the red zone, nothing. No creativity, like you said, no creativity, nothing. That I was like, y- y'all can't figure out like a, a play to get someone, like a little trick, play? like something, like right. something to get in. The, like it was baffling of how the offense. I'm not. I'm not going to say the offense played amazing against San Francisco because they no, didn't. No, but they. They did enough 
that I was like, I just, I left that game and was just like, how, how do you, how do you lose that game? How do you lose right. that game holding the Niners to 13 points? And you just, you just lose it. It just, it didn't make sense to me. Um, they have to, the Saints need to figure out how to put the ball in the end zone. And can we talk about Will Lutz for a little bit? Like, I know we talked about him a little bit on the, on the recap, but like, man, you got this man, I might take a pay cut in the offseason for like, Oh, no question. No question, man. Like, at the very least, bring in some competition, bro, because, I mean, you can't have that as a kicker. Like, I have no qualms with kickers, bro. You got to, if they ain't working for you, you got to get them out. You got to get them out and find the one that's working for you, period. You know, like, and especially a game like, you know, the one we had last week, man, it's like where your kicking game could have won you the game. So I just can't have situations where he's missing those, those gimmies, bro. Like, those are gimmies. You should make those. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want from a kicker. You know, make make, make the ones right. from the 30s, the 30s, and the 40s, the low 50s. Once you get up in the high 50s and 60s, okay, we can understand some Right, like those, those are those. I'm, those are hard. Like those long field goals are fucking hard kicks. But yeah, you're like you're a professional kicker. Like any, like the thirties and forties, like those should be. Like, I I I know it's easy for me to say this, being like right. Joe Blow or whatever. But those should be money, bro. Like money, money. money. Um, I I do wonder if. Lattimore plays what the plan is at corner for the team. Yeah. Like, do you go? Because, you know, you like the last couple of weeks, last couple of weeks of Depot, uh, he has stepped up. He's played well last couple of yes. weeks. Yeah. I think he's finally passed that, you know, the ankle injury he was dealing with and all that stuff. So I think, you know, I think he's looking more and more to himself, like yourself, uh, as of late. Um, And as far as nickel, man, who the hell knows? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, Alante didn't get any snaps at nickel really during training camp or anything like that. He mostly played outside, and then he got he got yeah. injured. And it's like Bradley Roby has a concussion, and he may not, you know, be able to play Monday. So is it like, do you just go Lattimore or Debo like you did last last season? And then the nickel you have Chris Harris, and then Chris Harris will be matched up against Chris Godwin most of the game, bro. Like. And, and and you know like I remember in the last game, you know they were moving Mike Evans in a slot too, right? You know what I'm saying like just trying to find matchups. If it was again, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a coach man, but if this if this was me, I'm putting my three best secondary players on the field: Alante, Lattimore, Adebo on the field. Yeah, yeah, and and. Figure it out during like this is why you this is why you a fucking head coach or you, that's why you're an NFL football coach getting paid right. the big bucks. Fucking figure it out and coach these and coach the players so it works. Coach it if up. you're not coach it up. if if you're not doing that, then then what good are you? Get on my team practice. Say, look, here are your three responsibilities as a nickel corner. You're gonna watch for this, do this and that. If that, we're gonna have your safety on top. Blah 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 blah. You know, like man, come on, not coach this shit up. We'll see, bro. We'll see. I I just have this sneaky sneaking suspicion that that first defensive drive they're gonna put Chris Harris in the slot, <laughs> and Tom Brady gonna see Chris Harris on Chris God Chris Godwin or, or Chris oh. Harris on fucking Mike Evans, and it's gonna be a snuff film in that bitch, bro. Like, I already know. 
<laughs> I see it so crystal, so crystal clear, bro. Oh, Randy, no, man. Crystal. Um, I, I, this, like you said, with how they played last week against the Niners, the defensive line played well. They played well. It, I, they gotta, they gotta have similar impact like they did against the Bucks, especially with like a like a stud right tackle and, and Tristan Tristan Wirfs not more probably more likely not playing. But also, can we if Pete Warner comes back and he plays, and I just should say that the injury that Pete Warner had should have kept him out for eight weeks. <clears throat> Another complete mismanagement of injuries. But if Pete Warner comes back and plays, which he shouldn't, by the way, like you still have to figure out a plan or something that has Caden Ellis on the field from time to time and throw in some and you gotta sprinkle in some Zach Bond, bro. I don't I like they did they it took they use him in the way that he should have been used for one game or two games against the Packers game. They use him like that too. And like when he's used in that way, like he could be like a spot, decent, like snaps player on defense in the NFL. Like it's like, what are we we doing? Just keep wasting away. He's literally wasting away. Right. Cause it's like, he's a physical player. You know, he brings that oomph, you know, so you could do something with him. I'm not saying he's, you know, he should be a pro bowl or nothing. But, you know, you, you got something there. You know what I'm saying? You got something you can use, whether that's on running downs, whether it's using them as a pass rusher or a pass rush specialist, um, whatever, man. Like, figure out a way to use the guy, you know? Uh, please, please. Um, What? Okay, give me your give me your prediction, bro. Monday Night Football. Saints winning? Uh... I think they – I'm going to call it an L. I think it'll be a close game. I think, you know, Bucks win by like three or four or something like that. Uh, but I think it'll be a close game, like a defensive game. Um, but I just don't – I don't see the firepower in the Saints offense to compete, man. I think the defense is going to play well. But I just don't – I don't know if we got the firepower, bro. I don't – I don't know if they either I, – I, I have them with the L, too. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> watching your, t- watching your team not score a single point in person, bro. Like, bro. <laughs> it's like the lowest, man. It's like, it's pure, it's pure property. Like pure, pure, pure property. Um, and that's, that's, that's where it is right now. It, it just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 same thing. I don't, I don't have them. I don't have them winning winning this game. Uh and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, hope they can pull it out, even if that more than likely would probably bring back DA, because you know, I, I I'm not ever rooting for the Saints to to mm-hmm. lose. But oh, and then you know it's gonna be so annoying, bro. If they win, if they beat the Bucks on fucking Monday, it's like, oh, oh you know, the Saints still win the playoff hunt. No, like they'll be right up in it, bro. That'll be so annoying, though. <laughs> so fucking annoying. They have the sixth overall pick in the draft right now going to the Eagles, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, pain. Just just pain. Um, anyway, talked about the, the Bucks game. Let's get into uh the questions. Do you have them up? Do you want to uh I feel like I always like I, if you want to start with the 
a question from from our listeners. Uh, let me get one. Go ahead and start. Well, I got one. My dude, okay. uh, my dude, Saints, Saints NY. Um, he had me on this podcast not too long ago. Um, he asked, um, uh, he's curious if what will you guys would think about the potential of an Elva Camara trade this offseason? So that sucks to even say, but I'm curious due to his pending court case, his age, and his performance this season. Um, in my opinion, and I don't think they would get this for him. I, I, I hear where he's coming from, and it's very valid. If you could, if you're the Saints, if you could get a low first, which I don't think you're going to get, or like a high second, I'm strongly considering it. Mm-hmm. I'm strongly considering it because, and this is, I'm, I'm think, I, I know it, it, it would be like Jimmy Graham all over again. But I'm looking at it from the aspect of if I'm able to trade AK and get a low first or a high second, and then if I'm able to trade Sean Payton and get a low first or two twos or two and a three, you then have for this team to have another renaissance, a lot of things need to happen. But three, three, those three things for me, in my opinion, you have to have a a, a leader of, at head coach that can coach the team. I'm not saying yeah. it has to be a top five, top three head coach of the NFL like Sean Payton is, was, but at least got to be like, can I get top 15? Because then the talent's in the in like the bottom three of head coaches in the NFL. You also need yeah. to have, and this is, this is a big ask, but you need to have a draft class, maybe not to the level of 2017, but it got to be like a couple of notches like, below like it needs right. to be a good ass draft class and the only yeah. way you could do that is inc- accumulate more picks and then third you got to find a quarterback so the more draft picks you have in theory the more bites you have at the apple that doesn't mean that you're going to get those draft picks right all the time but you need to have be in the conversation to draft more good young players find a quarterback um and for the love of god if you find a good if you find good young players can you fucking pay them like, what is the point of drafting great players in the draft and not retain them? Like, sure. the Saints are the anti-Bengals. Remember, like, Mike Brown, like, if, if you got drafted by the Bengals and you were good, you would never see free agency, bruh. Like, no. it was, like, homegrown. Like, you just never homegrown, saw it. Man. And They're the going to pay you early, too. The Saints do the exact opposite of that. <laughs> and it's astounding. Anyway, sorry, that was a long-winded answer. I'll let you answer. My fault. No, no. Um, like, I, you know, I'm I'm a proponent for Kamara. I think the Saints should keep him. Um, but they said, like, you know, some team come knocking and the price is right. You have to at least think about it. Um, my thing with him, but like, my thing with just trading players, bro, like, don't just trade players just to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Correct. Correct. Because it's like, then you just add up, end up with just a shitty team. Like, yeah, you got picks, but it's like, yeah, are you going to find another Alvin Kamara type? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's no guarantee you're going to end up with that, with those picks. So it's like, why not just maximize the players while you have them? Like, my, my focus will be on utilizing Alvin Kamara, getting him back to what he was. He was catching 80-plus passes a, a season. Um, he was running the ball well, you know, averaging five, six yards per carry. 
you know, getting the offensive line right, coming up with a better run game scheme. Bro, I was watching that fucking Eagles versus Packers game, and it was bro. just like they were just attacking left, right, attacking it, bro, attacking the safeties, attacking this dude. RPOs, this, that, like all kind of just shifts and motions and finding ways to get their their running backs in the advantage situations instead of just running them up the middle, just uh, 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 like we do with Camara, and occasionally you get a little pass in the flats or whatever. So my focus will be to get get back to getting the most out of Alvin Kamara while he's still, you know, within his youth, you know, and then, you know, look, at some point, maybe a year from now, you know, two years from now, he's gonna get. He's, he's not gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? Like his his contract balloons and all that stuff, and then you can look at trade them. Like I said, but if you know, if some team does come and be like, "Look, hey man, we'll give you, you know, a high second round pick, two two twos, or we'll give you a first round pick," yeah, you know, you, you gotta listen to that. You know, you, you gotta, gotta think you gotta about to. it, right? But if not, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't think any team's gonna offer that because. You know, to, you know our teams are man. They look at where he was yeah. drafted. Oh yeah, they look at they look at you know he got the case coming up with the six games. Most likely, he might not even get that. At that point, you just keep him, bro, and try to make the most out of him, man. Like use what yes. you got. It's not like the team just just flooded with offensive talent. Like no, use that shit. You have to like. It, oh, I just feel like they have a Ferrari that's just keeping it in the garage, bro. Bro. Just sitting outside the trailer park, bro. Just, just trailer. Um, so Bayou Punisher in our Discord, shout out to Bayou. Asked how often do we? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the stats to this or anything, but basically he's asking how often do the Saints run uh, two tight end sets, which would be twelve personnel near the end zone, and they actually both have the tight end like running pass routes and as and the passing game as options. Bro, my Muller data sets ain't there yet, bro. Muller data sets. <laughs> I'll eventually get that shit, bro, but I ain't got it right now. Um, our dude G asks, realistic quarterback options for 2023 and beyond. Who who we think Sean Payton ends with? Uh, I, realistic quarterback options for next year, I think, are... A lot of it depends on what happens with head coach, if, but whatever. I think realistic options are... Um, Jimmy G, um, David Carr. This is not in, any inside information. These these are just speculation. Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Tyler Huntley, backup quarterback for the Ravens. Um, I honestly don't know if I could put Jameis on this list if Da is still the head coach because their relationship may be so fried fractured that. There's not any repairing it, right. um, so that's mine for the for the QB options. Who I think Sean Payton's ends with, I it's still hard for me to believe the Arizona thing. I just I don't see it. Um, the Chargers thing is weird because if they keep winning games, they're not going to fire Brandon Staley. They're just not. Right. So. I guess as a cop-out answer, I'm going to say the Chargers, but I'm going to put like a preface or a condition that like they finished the year on a terrible like losing streak or like a bad losing streak. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like the Cowboys out too. I mean, they 
Yes. Most likely going to make the playoffs. We'll see what happens. But I don't think Jerry Jones getting old Mike, Mike McCarthy out there just yet. Um, no, I don't think so either. So that just, you know, just limits the options, which ain't good. You know what I'm saying? We want more teams to be- compete for Sean Payton, the better. Right. Yes. Um, What about the quarterback quarterback options? Oh, I mean, you laid them out, bro. I would throw in – um. I, I do wonder how they feel about Teddy Bridgewater. Like, <laughs> just would they bring him back? I just wonder. Um, and yeah, no. Nah, outside of that, man, like, like that's that about it, man. Like, there's no real. <sighs> Maybe they bring Andy Dome back. I don't know, bro. It's it's <clears throat> it's it's not a promising list. I just put it like that. But you know, yes. Jimmy G, <laughs> Jimmy G, probably the best that you get, bro. Like. You gonna end up getting paid, bro, because it's just like that's just how bad it is out here. It is, man. Um, I don't. I know Ryan Tannehill's like a free agent, but like they're not letting like Tennessee's not letting yeah. anything. No. So like it, it's it's gonna be a very, very, very bleak list. Um, here's here's something crazy, and I wouldn't do it because he's looked like one of the worst, one of the absolute worst quarterbacks drafted in the top five in like the last 20 years but if if the jets like go in a different direction and they bring in like a quarterback in the offseason which i think potentially might be a real possibility like i wouldn't want them to trade for zach wilson i wouldn't um but i could see them talking themselves into thinking that that was the right thing to do also there was like this report that came out from like Someone who, when they say something regarding the Pats, it's usually like someone that you you pay attention to, basically put out a report or what have you in that if Tom Brady ends the season, he's a free agent, he doesn't retire, there's like the sentiment that he could return back to Foxborough. Obviously, that would lead to Mac Jones getting traded. I could also see them, if Mac Jones is available, they liked him in the draft. You know, mm-hmm. depending on who you listen to, they may were trying to trade up for him to draft. I can see that being an option too, as quarterback. Just at this point, again, just just spitballing. Um, so Luke asked, what, "Oh, one cool question: What do you think about Geno Smith? Like, what? That's an interesting situation. I just, I think, and it's crazy too because the Seahawks have right now the Seahawks have the third overall pick in the draft, right." So they could take a QB, they could pay. Like, and how much do you pay Gino? I I think if G, if Gino gets paid, I think it's going to be like a Jameis type of contract, man. Like, I you can't you can't pay. You like, think so? Like, he, yes, his season has been better than any any season Jameis has played. I I agree, hey. but but I'm just I'm just saying, bro. Like teams with with one year wonders, like they like they yeah. like I don't like. You're right. Uh, why is this Patrick like he had that year or whatever? He like yeah. teams, especially with quarterbacks, man, teams like oh, I need I need to see more. <laughs> right, right. More. And so I just That's I just I, I I think if the Seahawks decided to bat, bypass the quarterback at three where they're picking right now in the draft, um and keep 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 it going with Geno, I think that Gino, they would try to sign him to like a, a Jameis type type of contract. And honestly, man, with Pete Carroll, 
he like he doesn't think he needs like a great quarterback to win though. Mm-hmm. Like so I just I just don't see him, I don't even see them going quarterback at three. I really don't. Mm-mm. I don't. I think they, they probably go like Jalen Carter, a defensive tackle from Georgia, yeah. and uh, that's oh, just somebody how, we just don't know. Just right, one one of the two. Safety Anyhow, <laughs> uh, Luke, shout out to our former um, former sponsor, Luke. He says I was pretty young when it happened and don't really remember it. So, how insane was that 2006 season? And what changes did you see from 2004 to the 2004 to 2005 team to the 0506 team? And how insane was it for Breeze to be a solid day one starter and eventually our franchise quarterback? Man, I'm gonna, mm. let, you, I'm gonna let you start with that one. Um, the o, the o four team was, you know, was. Uh, I guess you could picture. I don't know the way Atlanta is right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it was fine. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll beat a good team here and there, but wasn't really good. That's when Aaron Brooks started showing his. True colors. There were calls for Jake DeLome to come in and all that stuff. Um, and then 05, you know, that was Katrina year. That was a disaster. They were, you know, three and thirteen, playing on a, you know, without a home, playing at high school, practicing on high school fields and shit. It was, you know, playing in San Antonio and at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. So that was just a disaster. I mean, it, it, I can't, I can't even explain to you, bro. Like the 2060s, I was living in Huntsville, Alabama, and I remember all I wanted was just solid quarterback play. And I remember thinking once I saw that Drew Brees was going to be a free agent, and I was just like, man, we can get Drew Brees. He'd be just like this nice game manager, give us about 20, 25 touchdowns a season. Won't turn the ball over. That'd be a nice signing. Sign Sean Payton. I mean, we got Sean Payton. I had to do nothing about Sean Payton. Nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. He was an offensive coach. That's all I knew. So I had no, like, opinion of him whatsoever. And, I, you know, we signed Drew Brees. I was like, cool, man. We're going to have a nice, just steady quarterback play. That's all I wanted. You know, and then, they, you know, then we drafted Reggie Bush. I won overall. He was the, you know, just the most amazing college player I've ever seen. It was hype, bro. That for them to just come into that season, just kind of whole hum, just win it. You know, they beat the beat the Packers, then they beat the Browns. Then you had the, you know, the historic night, the dome opening against Atlanta. And you just, man, like I just remember being in my little apartment in Huntsville, just hollering and just sweating, bro. Just watching them beat the Falcons, bro. I was sweat like. You couldn't tell me shit. You couldn't tell me nothing, bro. Like I just, Kid. it just felt so good. I I remember I was a freshman at Texas Tech that Monday Night Football game, and I I was dating would be a loose term, but me and this girl were were dating first first girl I ever loved, my first love, met her at met her at Texas Tech, and we had a very on again, off again type of situation. We could barely call it a relationship. Shout out Amanda. Uh, and she had called me like right when the game was kicking off. Right when the game was kicking off. Now, I remember talking to her on the phone and I was just tuned out, bruh. Just <laughs> keep in mind, like, this was, this was a girl I had 
pine for, like, was just smit, like, and we, and, and we had had like a, like a bad argument. And so this is like the first conversation since then. And she's like trying to make, you know, trying to like apologize for whatever, bro. And I'm just, just laser focused to the point where she goes, I'll never forget. She said, uh, do you just want me to call you back? And I said, yes, I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) And hung up that phone so fast. Ryan, like, yes, just call me back. Shit. Click. Um, the 2006 season was was just epic. I still remember watching the NFC Championship game, and I know it ends in heartbreak. But man, when Reggie broke that that touchdown Ooh. off that touchdown path, also like, why can't we not do that with AK getting back to what we're talking about? Man, can we run was- that specific play? <laughs> There was a there. I was speaking of which, I, I tweeted it during the Niners game, man. They ran a play with C Mac that Jimmy G missed them on, and C Mac was lined up against fucking Honey Badger, and C Mac just smoked them and was like, oh. and Jimmy G missed them. And I I tweeted, why, why, why can we like even if you don't hit on that pass, like keep the defense on, like anyway. Right. Sorry, 2006 season was magical magical i had i came i became a saints fan like right in the heart of jim hazlitt aaron brooks uh dante sawer deuce McAllister, joe horn um that saints team and even though it it so to be fair th- those seasons were not darkness but that was a very good indication of just the fucking roller coaster it is <laughs> yeah being a, being a saints fan bro um but the 2006 season was magical. Um, it was it was great. It was great, and we it, it was it was just great. Um, what? Uh, what else? What other question do you have? Uh, let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. Uh, no. Let's see. Is it better to tank? This is G. Is uh, boy, I, was, to, I was I was just reading that one. Is it better to tank next year and go all in for 2024? New QB and everything. Or just retool as they have been doing for the past two decades. I this is my opinion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Cat. 
catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The, the thing with tanking, and I know the, the quarterback class is different because the, the this all assumes that Caleb Williams, uh, quarterback from USC, who's a sophomore, true sophomore, this assumes that after next year he's going to declare. Um, I'm also assuming that the North Carolina quarterback, uh, Drake Mays, will declare. So for all intents and purposes, the 2024 quarterback class looks stacked on yeah. paper. Yeah. If if the prospects declare, I've said I've said this. I've tweeted it. I've I've I say this with conviction that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback prospect I've watched since Patrick Mahomes. Like mm. that that is like if you know me, that is the utmost of highest praise. That said, we kind of saw how tanking just. Sometimes it does not work, right? I think a perfect example of this was two years ago, or no, not two, yeah, like a year and a half ago, when the Jets were pretty much in the tank, and they were tanking to get Trevor Lawrence, and it was all looking like they were going to get Trevor Lawrence, and then somehow, some way, the Jags tanked harder, <laughs> ended, up, ended up with the number one overall pick, the Jets ended up with the number two overall pick, the Jets got Trevor Lawrence, the, uh, the Jets got... Uh, Zach Wilson, and here, and here they fucking are. <laughs> so, I guess what I'm saying is that no matter how hard you tank, you can't guarantee like you can't guarantee that a team is going to be worse than you, right. right? So, I just don't believe in the tanking aspect as as much as I've seen it. I really think how you try to build you how you have to try to build your team in the NFL, um, unless you just end up with a number one overall pick and you draft your quarterback is do what and the Broncos are a great example of this of how to do it but it also they're like a cautionary tale of how it can go wrong but yeah. build your team yeah. build your team strong draft good players 
offense, defense, if there's a quarterback that fell, that falls a little bit in the second round or in the third round and you, for whatever reason, like a Hendon Hooker who may fall in the draft because of the injury and his age, like if take some some darts like that and and and, and shoot them or whatever, but build your team and hope and you have to hope as an organization that your team is built strong enough that you can have a game manager type of quarterback or have like a a lower than top 15ish quarterback that you can still win games with that type of uh, type of quarterback and then what you do is that once that golden egg becomes available so once that next quarterback says i don't fucking want to be where wherever it is i don't want to be here i want to i want to get traded that's when you kind of go in and go get your dude it's what the broncos did it didn't work out because that is is like they the broncos are in a worse position than the saints right now easily yeah but i think that's how you have to build your team rather than just full on taking yeah and my thing is man you just don't know it's so hard to find a franchise quarterback. You yes. Know, the Arizona Arizona Cardinals, you know, got Kyler number one overall, you know, and you know, the owners probably regretting writing that check. Um, oh, I can I can almost guarantee they probably do. Exactly. I mean, you got Patrick Peterson not just saying, man, Kyler only care about Kyler. Woo-hoo. You know, like, bro. I mean, it's 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 just so hard. Then you got players like Patrick Mahomes, he went what, number ten overall? Uh, what? Uh, J- J- Josh Allen went what? Nine, twelve, thirteen. I think I thought Josh Allen went. Yeah, I thought he. No, I think Josh Allen went ten too. I might be ten. ten yeah, I could be tripping. You know, like so, you just don't know, bro, where these players go, where they fall. It's such a luck based thing. It's such a, you know, trust in your evaluation. And even if you trust your evaluation, you could be wrong. The Patriots thought they probably, you know, wasn't Mac Jones' offensive player that. Rookie of the year last year was he? Now, he, he? He had a good he had a good rookie season. He had a good he had a good rookie season, and now he's like, ah, you know, eh, not looking great. You could blame that on you know the offensive and offensive staff or the players. Who knows? You know, beginning of the year we were thinking, you know, maybe we can get um um the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. We think, oh, maybe we can get Justin Fields. Now he's looking like <laughs> just looking looking studly, and the Chicago Bears have a future. You just don't know, man. So all no, you man. can do is tool your team up, manage it the best you can. You don't want to be one of those franchises that you have to overpay players to come play for you, and you know you got a bad vibe when you lose, bro. It's a bad vibe, bro. When you're not like a good team, man. You know, your fans checking out. You're struggling to sell out your stadium. Um, you know, the media is checked out. It's just not good, man. It's nothing good about it. So the best thing for them to do is try their best to feel the best team they can and let the chips, chips fall where they may and just keep trying to, you know, find that franchise quarterback just like they lucked up with Drew Brees. You know, who, you know that, that was pure luck, you know, pure luck that he luck. broke his – Broke his shoulder and, you know, failed the physical with Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that just happened, man. So you just got to keep stabbing at it. Like, there's no there's no clear-cut answer to it. None. There isn't. There isn't. Um, like, it, it is easily finding a franchise top 10. I'm not going to say top 5 because that's yeah. – 
super rare. But you could find a top 10 quarterback. Like, I, I know people like to ridicule him, and I know he's, like, not everyone's fucking favorite, bro. But if you could find, like, a Kirk Cousins, bro, like, you're doing well. And he went, what, the fourth round? It was a, it third, third, or, third or fourth. Third or fourth. Dak Prescott? That, yeah, Dak was a third-round pick. Or maybe he was the fourth as well. It's, a, it's an inexact science. Also, right. getting back to the whole Kirk Cousins thing, I had mentioned this. I mentioned this earlier about the dart throws about when I was talking about the Alvin, the AK trade, they drafted Kirk cousins in the same draft that they drafted Robert Griffin, the third two overall, bro. How crazy is that? And I remember standing there getting flamed for that. Like, why would you draft two quarterbacks in the same draft? Makes no sense. Look, I mean, he got the last laugh. Although, I mean, the Shanahan's, I'm not going to get to the whole RG thing, but, um, this is a, not a football one, but I, I liked it. Uh, from at Divid, uh, Divided Sky R, RBF. I asked Juice on Twitter the other night what his favorite soup is, and he said lobster bisque. What are y'all's favorite soups? Um, I like crab bisque. I like lobster, lobster bisque. Lately, bro, like since I was sick a couple of weeks ago, and I was on that, that just chicken soup kick, and I just, I don't know. I've just been loving chicken soup, man. It's like my little comfort, bro. Like, I get that little cheap-ass Prego chicken soup from the store. You just warm in the microwave. <laughs> it's just the clutch for me, bro. I don't know. It's don't, it doesn't taste great. It's not, like, seasoned <laughs> well or nothing. But it's just, like, warm, and it's when it's cold outside. You know, it's just it just hits the spot for me. But ultimately, my favorite soup, I don't even know if we call it soup, is gumbo, obviously. <laughs> Eh, I, I guess well, that that kind of soup. I don't know. Yeah, I, would, I would say so. It's like yeah, soup stew. I, I, I yeah, stew. I, I, you I'll, know, I'll allow it. Um, my favorite soup is a loaded like loaded baked potato soup. Love mm. some loaded baked potato soup. Um, however, speaking of bisque, we went to a steakhouse in Santa Barbara. Um. Last year, I think it was, or yeah, I think yeah, it was last year. And the steakhouse was meh, like the food, like the steak was whatever. But they had an appetizer of a tomato bisque soup, and when I tell you, I still think about that tomato bisque soup to this day. Was the most exquisite, and I'm not even like a tomato soup ish per, like it's not my thing, but. You know, they that's all they had for like the super day to appetize. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. And it was outstanding, Ryan. <laughs> outstanding. Um, hey. so yeah, that's that's my favorite. Or, but yeah, loaded baked potato soup. Uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew uh, said it wasn't a question. He said he thought the Andy Dalton played well against the 49ers. Mock him. Listen, man, I was there. I didn't leave that game thinking they lost the game because of Andy Dalton. Right. Take 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 that for for what you will. Like I, well, well might he had some good throws. Um, yeah. Play, but well might be a little strong. But he played mm-hmm. he played a clean, cleanish Andy Dalton game. Like it, it's Andy Dalton, bro. Like that's <laughs> that's what you come away with. Like oh, he well he didn't lose us the game, but he's not going to win you the game either. You know so. Cool. That's, that's the Andy Dalton experience. Um, 
So I'll ask one more. There was a lot. Sorry, we're not. We, we can do another episode where we just focus on questions. I want to ask. I'll ask one more that caught my attention. I'll let you ask one that caught your attention, um, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Uh, Wayne at Wayne in the Water asks more real. Oh, sorry, he asked a crazy question because he said, "What do y'all? What do we want for Christmas besides Da and Pete Carmichael getting fired?" But he said his more realistic question is, "What crazy thing will happen in the Saints off season this upcoming off season?" Good. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be considered crazy per se, but. I'm not 100% sure that Kate and Ellis is back on the team. Mm. It's not quote-unquote crazy. It's actually very saintsy if you really just really sit down and think about it. Um, but that that's my answer. Well, I, honestly, the, the craziest thing that could happen this offseason, because this crazy thing will happen, the craziest thing that could happen this offseason is DA being one and done. Like, we want it to happen, but the fact yeah. that for it to happen would be crazy and like bucks the trend. Um, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it's going to happen, so I'll, I'm going to stick with Kate and Ellis not not being back. Yeah, you know the Saints have never done that. They've never had a one and done coach. Nothing I recall. Maybe back in the early '80s or something they did, but no, nah, man, it's it's it would be out of character for them. Um. Let's see, my dude Bane Beats. So, do you think that our next OCHC will decide to implement an entirely new system, or will they retool the offense and add different concepts? Man, that's if we get one. But if we do get a new HC and OC, I think they do completely revamp it, man. Which would be exciting. It'll be exciting, you know. But you know, it's a dark, it's a dark road because you don't know what you're getting. Right, but you know, I, I would hope that you know, just bring a little new spice into the new seasoning, man. Like add some Something. seasoning to this thing, man. Like the you know, run game, uh, passing game, blocking, um, just the way they execute. I would love to see something fresh to do. We got all these, you know, uh, movement quarterbacks coming out. Um, I would love to see something exciting going on. I don't have anybody in mind. Um, when you look at the names out there that are the potential head coaching candidates and stuff like that, nobody really blows me away. But honestly, that doesn't really matter. Um, I, guess, I guess the hot names, usually the hot names come from the teams that are winning and looking good right now. So the OC for the Philadelphia Eagles, he's hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you the former player that coaches the uh, San Francisco 49ers defense, uh, DeMarco Ryans. Oh, Domingo Ryans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Domingo Ryans. He's, he's high right now. And you got the old heads like Brian Flores and a lot of defensive coaches out there. And I'm just like, yeah. You, you know who, you know who I, I want as, I don't know if he would take a lateral move. Um, and I, and I don't know if the Saints were to fire DA, if they would hire him as, as head coach, but I was watching that, that Bill's Lions game on Thanksgiving um, as I was flying with my daughter and watching the Lions, the Lions offense operate with Jared Goff and, and Ben Johnson calling plays 
man, mm. that that bitch was humming. And it's I had a friend basically describe the offense, and I and I thought about it, I was like, yeah, like that's right. Is that basically it's it's a it's the offense is essentially the Sean Payton offense, but like imagine the Sean Payton offense that had like a bounce remix to it. Like there's some mm. there's some tweaks, there's some differences, there's some things where it's like, oh, like like I watched that I I, I paid a lot of attention to that game, and I was like, for you. For you to have an offense, and they have, you know, St. Brown, who's an absolute great wide receiver. Um, they have Jamal Williams. They have um, they have Swift. So they have weapons. And they have bookends at left, um, left tackle and right tackle. But if you have an offense that makes Jared Goff look serviceable, just serviceable to, to decent sometimes, bro, like that – to me, like I'm looking into that. We didn't right. make we didn't we didn't say this um speaking back of quarterback possibilities, and I know fans ain't gonna hear it, bro. <laughs> but if the Lions take a quarterback with the pick they have from the Rams, bro, like what, <laughs> what, 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 what do you say about Jared Goff, bro? Goff, man, I'm just saying <laughs> bro, at this point, it, I'm very much Eddie Murphy. When he gets out of prison, stand up skit where it's like, like you know, you get you in prison, you fucking eat a Ritz, and you have like this. This is not a regular This is how I am with with quarterbacks right now. Like I'm watching that Lions game, and I was like, damn, like like Jerry Goffauer doing that thing. That's man. That's how it is looking at any offense right now. I'm like, damn. So kid, I know he didn't play. Great, but there were some things and some throws that Kenny Pickett did. Oh yeah, on Monday Night Football, bro. Well, you could. I mean, look, man. Like, I think people overreacted too early. Like, you know, he had took his lumps, but like, man, Kenny Pickett, he's not going to wow you with athleticism and arm strength and nothing like that. But once he kind of figures it out. He's going to put the ball where it needs to be. He has decent movement ability. He's a fine quarterback, man. Like, once he gets going, he's going to be fine, bro. I'm not really worried about Kenny Pickett. I mean, we'll see, you know. But, yeah, man, like, I, I still think – I know people are like, oh, man, you know, I'm glad the Saints didn't get him. I'm like, man, look, I, I, me personally, I would have still been fine with Kenny Pickett, you know, just think about they would have drafted Kenny Pickett. How dra- how drastically different the future for this team looks right now. Right, you'll be sitting there. Maybe he'll be playing. Maybe Andy Dalton will be playing. Maybe he'll be playing. Who knows? But even if he'd be playing and not looking good, you'd be like, okay, at least we're evaluating something for the future. You know, right? But you're not. But right now, Dalton, Jameis, like you're not evaluating anything for the future. Anything, right? like it's, anything. It's, you think it's you're just, just looking into the next black hole? Pulling up over the cap, trying to see who's going to be free agents and all that, man. Darkness, bro. We're about to approach our gargantuan, bro. It's about to be interstellar in this. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, this episode went a little long, but I, I felt like it it needed to um, for us to really dive in and discuss all the things that we wanted to talk about um, on this pod. Uh, as always, thank everyone for for listening for our patreons who continue to who support us every month like 
thank you. Like to to do that in a season like this, like it is it is much appreciated. Like this team is four and eight. Yeah. Four and eight, man. And Ooh. we still have people supporting us throughout this season. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um we will be back on Monday night. We will have the live stream for the Monday night football game going as always on zoom. You do have to be a Patreon to be a part of that live stream. If you're not a Patreon, if you just want to watch it as a live stream is happening, it will be available on YouTube as always. Um, and then it's Monday night football. So pretty much everyone has access to watch Monday night football, but we'll see what happens on Monday uh, against the bucks, bruh. And, See if they can pull out a win somehow and still somehow mathematically still be alive in the NFC South, which is gross and weird. Um, but we'll be back Monday night, regardless, recapping recapping the Bucks game. Uh, thank y'all so much for everything as as this year's and this year's flown by and it's coming to a close. Um, but truly thank y'all so much for all the support. Continue to support us. We truly, truly appreciate it. We truly appreciate people listening with this team being four and eight, like it's very easy not to listen to anything when the team is performing like the Saints have this season, but thank y'all so much. Hope, hopefully everyone listened to the majority of this, this entire podcast episode. Cause I feel like it is a very good episode that we, we really dug deep in a lot of things uh, regarding the Saints. But with that, we're going to be, get out of here. We'll be back Monday night for the Bucks recap pod. Um, with that, we're out. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.